My name is Big Lou and I'm the self-proclaimed happy rapper. I want to welcome you to Go Produce, where our focus is to help get independent artists get paid, regardless if they want to remain independent or if they want to get signed to an indie or to a major label. I've already interviewed over 40 music industry professionals and they've shared a wealth of knowledge with me. And now, now I've got the opportunity to share this with you. This is part one of a four-part series of what I'm calling the Start Your Indie Artist Career. I want to thrive just as much as I want you to thrive within this industry. Now, let's make this happen together. This episode specifically is going to cover the beginning of the creative process. Who do you need to be talking to? What kinds of things should you be talking about? These are the steps that I took in order to get myself here, and I'm going to share them with you. One area that I find a lot of artists will struggle with is finding inspiration. A lot of people will say that they have to wait for the inspiration to come and strike them. This is true and I have felt that. I have felt the muse take over and just like allow you to really do what you're meant to do. But if you want to do this as a profession, you have to be able to trick yourself and get yourself into this flow state. How do you do this? Well, there are a couple of different tricks in order to activate it. One way that I do this is by surrounding myself with different kinds of influences. Life itself is very influential, but if you're thinking in musical terms, you can play different kinds of music around you and use that to almost trigger new types of ideas to then implement into your own styles of music. Even before you have your own style of music, you have to take in different styles so that you can build your style. One place that I do this often is the charts.com. There is a plethora of beats there, different kinds of beats, hip hop, reggae, dancehall, soca, R&B, pretty much anything that you're looking for. If you sell, if you make beats, check it out. If you're looking for beats, check it out. It's called the charts.com. Through the roof inspiration here, Find something that you like, download it, and then just start writing to it. Write one line, two lines, a couple of verses, a couple of bars. Sooner or later, you will have yourself a chorus, you will have yourself a full song, and boom. Inspiration what? You've got the work done, you've done the work. Alright, so you've, you've found a way to find inspiration. If listening to different kinds of music isn't good, look at different artists, see what they're doing. Don't copy them exactly with what they're doing, but find different ways that you can make it your own. Once you've found this, say say you, you found a direction that you want to go in, now you apply it to a rhythm, to a beat. You can find the beat that you that speaks to you and you start writing to it, or you can start writing and then find a beat that complements what you're doing. If you're a beginner, I'd recommend looking for a beat before you start writing something because it's very difficult to match the actual lyric, your body of work, to a tempo that's on a beat because when producers or beat makers write these things, they write it in such a structure where you're going to want to be able to write accordingly. So your verses are X amount of bars, then, you're, then you're, you've got your pre-hook, then you've got your hook, you've got your bridge, different components of the song. So it's very difficult to match something that has been written previously and lay it over another song because it wasn't built for that. So starting off, I definitely recommend checking out the charts.com, finding a beat that you really like, and then testing your writing ability onto that. Maybe you just write a couple of verses or, or a couple of bars and you're like, ah, I don't really like this anymore. That's okay. It's part of the struggle and you're going to get better until you find something that you really want to see through to the end. Do not get into the habit of not finishing your work because that affects you subconsciously and then you're going to more often than not, not finish your pieces of work, even if you actually like it. So if you're writing a poor piece of music, see it through to the end. 
I'd recommend doing that just because you want to be able to get used to finishing projects all the way through. It's the worst thing, a bunch of unwritten music or unfinished music in your hard drive and not being able to share that with the world. Every single artist I know has done this. They're guilty of it. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I don't want the same thing to happen to you. So you found your beat. You found your inspiration. You know you've got a direction that you're going in. What you're going to do from here is you're actually going to purchase the beat from the beat maker, from the producer, from whomever made it, because you don't want just the MP3, you don't want just the WAV file, you want the stems. The stems are the different components, the different instruments that can be altered when you bring it into an engineering studio or an audio studio, wherever you go, and they can make the song even more for you. It is very critical in your song development because without this ability, you are very restricted in terms of how much you can affect this, the final product. You can only affect your voice and, and, and that is very restricting in terms of the final product. Once you have your stems, you need to find yourself a competent audio engineer. There are a lot of people out here that will do mixing and mastering and recording and the whole shebang, which is fantastic. I love someone that's multi-talented. If you have the budget, I would recommend finding someone that can help you with the production, someone else that can help you with the mastering, someone else that can help you with the mixing itself because you get different sets of ears on this and the different sets of ears bring different sets of wisdom different kinds of experiences and this will ultimately make your product a little bit better don't don't get butt hurt if uh, someone just gives you poor advice because they're ultimately if even if they don't want you to get better you can use this information to get better it's a matter of perspective don't let someone tear you down be confident with the work that you're doing be proud of the work that you're doing now that you're doing the work you've got a small team around you maybe it's one other person and maybe it's by yourself you made the beat yourself what you're going to want to do here is take time with the recording process don't just rush into the booth record one take and then think you're done the pros don't do that the pros will record the same take the same bar the same verse three to six times and they will get the best versions of each take and then they'll mix and match this this will take a lot of extra time a lot of beginners don't feel like they have this extra time but if you don't have money the only other thing that you can truly invest in is time. Use this to invest in yourself, to invest in your own product and, and make the most of what you're sharing with the world because it's, it's truly a pity to rush this whole process and then not yield what you're trying to yield only because you tried to rush this whole thing. My last tip for recording is make sure to do it when you have the right kind of energy. There have been sessions where I walk in and I'm not, I'm really not feeling the vibe and the, the producer themselves can feel it and they're like, man, maybe we should just do this another day. And it felt, it felt off for me. I was almost a little bit embarrassed to have to admit that, yeah, you're probably right, but it really translates into your final products. Just think of it this way. You're never going to be able to record this again once it's out. In your performances, perhaps you're low energy and that's okay, but it's not, it's not finite anymore. Um, so make sure that you're in the right state of mind, that you're rested, that you've slept well, and that you bring the right energy to the booth. Energy has been brought. The recording went phenomenally well. It took maybe one to two sessions. That can be around a three hour process. It can be a half an hour process. It really depends on you, how prepared you are. There are different ways that you can get prepared to maximize 
or to make the recording process as efficient as possible. I can get into that a little bit further. If you have any questions, make sure to shoot me those in the comments. Let's assume that the recording is now done. We're moving into the mixing phase. If it's the same person that's working on you with you, the same engineer, great. If it's someone different, that's totally cool. What I'd suggest to you is to speak to this engineer and ask them what their workflow is like. I personally like to be next to them because I like to share my input and I also like to learn what they're doing so that I can understand the process a little bit better. Not because I want to be an engineer, just so that I can speak to them and they can speak to me and we're on the same page more effectively. But then at the same time, some engineers prefer to do their work on their own, which is totally fair. And then you just go back and forth and consult um, on the work until it is completely done. That is something that you're gonna want to determine with them at the beginning because you don't wanna step over those boundaries. Remember you hired them for a particular reason. As the mixing process happens, you're gonna go back and forth a couple of changes will likely happen. If they don't, that's super awesome. Keep that engineer around <laughs> for the long term because that's super rare. But when it goes from the mixing engineer to the mastering engineer, if it's someone different, cool. If not, it doesn't matter. But when the mastering engineer is done, you're gonna wanna ask them for a couple of different copies of the song. This was news to me because I figured this is done, so let me get my WAV file so that I can share it to Spotify and distribute it properly. But that's not all. You need the MP3 file so that you can share that on radio. You also need the MP3 file so that you can easily share that with other people. After that, those are the full tracks. So you've got the WAV and the MP3 file. You're gonna want the performance tracks, WAV, MP3 as well. The reason you want these is so that you can perform in front of people. We're gonna get more into this in part four of this series. You don't wanna to have to ask your engineer a month or two down the road. Hey, do you still have this? Because they will likely charge you more. Do it all in the same go. We're so close. We've got the MP3, we've got the WAV files, the performance tracks, the backing tracks, all of the above, but we're not done. The creative process is far from over. We've only completed one component of this. You've got this song, you've got your piece of work, but how are you gonna put this piece of work out? You want people to see this from all over the world. Well, really depends on what your goals are. Your art no longer belongs to you. It now belongs to the whole world and it is your responsibility to get it out to them. Whether you wanna make this a hobby or a business, that's up to you but the creative process doesn't stop here. How are you gonna market this? What kinds of tricks and tactics are you gonna use to get this out to the world so that people can see what you've been working on? Outside of marketing, you're also gonna wanna figure out how are you gonna perform this? You don't wanna be the, the, the artist that just stands up in front of stage, grabs the mic, and just looks down to the ground and just sings, sings into the mic. That's tremendously boring. It happens quite often, and you don't have to be that individual, although most of us do start there. There are different ways that you can get better. Once again, I did mention we'll talk about performance tricks in the fourth episode, so make sure to check that out. In conclusion, I wanna know what does your creative process look like? It's so different for everyone, and on the show I ask so many of my guests, and every single time I get a different response. Let me know what your creative process looks like. Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the Facebook group. If you like this, make sure to subscribe. In two weeks, we've got part two of the Start Your Indie Artist career. Make sure to be there. We'll see you there. My name is Big Lou. Ooh.